0: Welcome to Behind the Mask, a podcast for the Franciscan Health perioperative staff. Welcome to the episode, Surgical Counts. Surgical counts are one of the many ways the operative staff protect our patients from harm. The purpose of counting items is to prevent an unintentionally retained surgical item, or an RSI. A retained surgical item is defined as any instruments, tools, devices, or surgical gauze unintentionally left in the body cavity at the completion of a surgery or other procedure, including vaginal sponges remaining after procedures or deliveries. The most common types of retained items are surgical sponges, and the most common location is within the abdominal or pelvic cavity. In the state of Indiana, a retained item is a reportable or sentinel event because of the patient harm that can arise. Patients can develop infections, organ perforation, scarring, or require additional surgery to remove the item. Thus, the perioperative team must follow procedures in order to prevent these events from occurring. To perform a count, both the scrub person and the RN circulator must be involved. The count should be performed audibly and items viewed by both the scrub and RN circulator. The scrub person is responsible for initiating the count based on surgical progress, verifying the integrity and completeness of the items counted, and count in a manner that allows the RN circulator to see items being counted. The RN circulator is responsible for initiating counts if not done by the scrub person, Observe for any dropped items, counting items off the sterile field, such as sponges or dropped instruments, and finally documenting the counts in the operative record. Counts should be performed before the procedure begins, during closure, and at any time of relief of the scrub or circulating personnel. Closure counts are determined by how many layers of tissue are being closed. During minor procedures, where a body cavity is not invaded, counts are performed during the fascial and skin closure. For major procedures, where a body cavity is invaded, counts are performed during the closure of the cavity, fascia, and then the skin. Cases where mesh is implanted, a count should also be performed when suturing in the mesh, as this is a closure of a cavity within a cavity. When performing a count, the scrub person should start counting with items up at the surgical field, then move backwards to the Mayo stand and the back table, and then finally the circulating RN counts the items that are currently off the sterile field. Items that should be included in the counts are soft goods, sharps, instruments, and small miscellaneous items. Soft goods include laparotomy sponges, Raytex sponges, tonsil sponges, Kitners, and cottonoids. Each of these sponges should be inspected by the scrub person to ensure that the radio opaque marker is on each sponge. Each sponge should then be separated from the others when counting. If sponges are banded together, the band must be broken before counting. Any type of dressings or plain gauze sponges should not be placed on the sterile field until after skin closure is complete. These items do not have the radio opaque marker, thus would not be able to be detected with X-ray if left in the body accidentally. Sharps include swedge needles, free needles, blades, cautery tips, hypodermic needle, spinal needles, and angiocaths. Suture needles, such as swedged or free needles, should be placed in a sharps box on the back table. The scrub person may keep these well organized so that they are easily visualized by the RN circulator during counts. It is a good idea to keep empty suture packets on the back table in order to assist with count discrepancies for sharps. Instruments are counted whenever there is a risk of an instrument being retained. For example, when entering a body cavity, a large or a small instrument could be left behind. However, when performing minimally invasive procedures, where incisions are generally small, it is physically impossible to leave an instrument behind. Laparoscopic procedures are good examples of this because the incision is less than two inches and the instruments are all very long. When counting instruments, an itemized list will be included with the set from the central processing department. Sets are counted as either a whole number, such as 15, or itemized based on the instrument type, such as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 hemostats, 1, 2, forceps, and so on. It is important to ensure disassembled instrument parts are counted separately rather than as one whole instrument. For an example, a retractor may have three body parts, two blades, and one screw. These would need to be counted separately versus just one retractor. When working with orthopedic trays, the screws and plates are not individually counted during the procedure, because the procedure involves x-ray or fluoroscopy, which would identify a missing item. Other items that should be counted are considered as miscellaneous. These are things that could easily be left behind, but do not fit into the other three categories. Examples include vessel loops, safety pins, cautery tip scratch pads, cotton swabs, and umbilical tapes. Different places will count different miscellaneous items. Be sure to check with your direct supervisor to ensure what your department counts. Miscellaneous items should be counted any time a sponge or SHARP count is performed. Earlier, we mentioned sponges were the most common retained item. Based on this data, there are systems available to assist the OR team in ensuring LAP sponges and Raytex are accounted for. The Surge Account Sponge System is one type of technology available to OR staff. This system has barcode scanning to scan sponges in and out. The OR staff can use this as an adjunct with their manual count. The technology does not replace the manual count. It only supports it and provides an additional layer of protection for the patients. So now what do you do when a count is incorrect? Well first the circulating nurse and the scrub should recount just in case it was simply human error. Next, if the count is still incorrect, the circulating nurse is responsible for speaking up and informing the entire surgical team there is a discrepancy. The procedure should be stopped and a search of the surgical field should be performed by the physician, assistant, and scrub personnel. The circulating nurse should begin to search the surgical suite. Looking on the floors and in the trash bags for the lost item. It may be necessary to enlist other staff members' help when you're searching. If the item cannot be found, then an x-ray and fluoroscopy will be required. The films are then read by a radiologist, not the surgeon or the anesthesiologist in the room, and then the results are usually called or informed to the circulating nurse. If the item is not present on the x-ray films, the patient can be released from the OR. If the item is present, it is then up to the physician to weigh the risk of retrieval versus leaving the item in. For example, if you had a patient who was hemodynamically unstable, the physician may decide not to retrieve the item as it would cause more harm to the patient than to reopen the surgical site. Regardless of the decision, the RN circulator is responsible for documenting the incorrect count the actions taken, and the end result. Another question you may be asking yourself is what about an emergency case? Or what about cases performed with just a puncture site, like a cardiac cath? These types of cases are what we call exempt cases. When there is immediate threat to life and no time to perform an initial count, the count is documented as exempt. These cases require an x-ray at the end of the case to verify no items were left behind. For the cases with the puncture sites only, they are simply documented as exempt. There is no physical way to retain a sponge, instrument, etc., through a puncture site. However, the scrub person must be vigilant to inspect the tips of catheters or wires because there is a risk for a device fragment to be retained. A device fragment is also considered an RSI and a reportable event. If a wire or catheter is suspected to be damaged after removal from the body, then an X-ray is needed to determine if a fragment is present. Then again, it is up to the physician if retrieval is feasible and a safe option. If you would like more information on surgical counts, please visit the AORN website, www.aorn.org, or review your facility's policies. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out all of the other episodes of Behind the Mask into the OR podcast. You just listened to Behind the Mask a podcast for the Franciscan Health perioperative staff.